Hey guys! Oh, this is gonna be so awkward. <laughs> yeah, so hello everybody. Um, welcome back to the Haters Film Club. Um, my name is Chloe and this week I am completely alone, abandoned, left to my own devices, if you will. Um, Gabby's currently in good old North Carolina visiting with some family, um, hitting up Spirit Halloween, and yeah, that's all I've seen from our trip this far, thus far. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna be doing this all by myself this week, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, let's jump on in, cause you know, um, even without my little co-host, I still got a lot to cover and I've got a lot to say, so let's get into it. First of all, deepest and um, formalist apologies to, <laughs> sorry, this is so weird to be doing by myself. I don't know why it feels so different, but um, deepest apologies to Bestie Nicole because last week she forgot to send us the questions through Instagram. So she sent them to me via text and I forgot to read them. So extremely, extremely quickly, I'm gonna answer Besties Nicole's questions. So, ooh, she sent them with invisible ink too. So this is the first time I'm seeing these. Uh, which director from a disappointing movie would you pick to direct one of your favorite movies? Um, the first person that's coming to my head is Michael Bay. I feel like he's just a terrible director. <laughs> But, oh my god, what if he did, like, But I'm a Cheerleader? That would be very campy. Lots of explosions. That would be funny. Um, for the rest of your life, would you rather save the U.S. from capitalism but only be able to watch movies that disappoint you or vote Republican but you can watch the director's cut of anything? Um, I'm saving us from capitalism. I think it'll benefit us in the long run. Um, and then what is a favorite movie of yours that would be disappointing to Gabby and vice versa? Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I love Mad Max Fury Road and she hates that movie and I think she needs to give it a rewatch. She needs to give it a second chance because that movie is incredible. Um, what's worse? Disappointing movie, disappointing TV show, disappointing book, or disappointing live show. I'm gonna say live show. Luckily, I've never been to a concert where I've walked out disappointed. I would say, yeah, because you're spending so much money on these tickets. For me, I'm very excited about it. I'm like waiting in anticipation for months. So if I were to, like literally right now, if I were to go to Lana and she just absolutely sucked and didn't play any good songs and like just showed up five hours late then yeah I would be so disappointed and I would probably cry and die so there you go um yeah that was all bestie Nicole's questions so let's jump into this week's topic I chose this because as we know Gabby is not literate and she does not read <laughs> so I was like wow this will be the perfect like week to do this topic because I've brought it up before and this girl's like girl you know I don't read and I'm like yeah you're right um and actually making this list I did not realize how much of a reader I am like that should be obvious to me because I used to read like three books a week 
and even now I'm like really trying to get myself back into reading and just setting myself like a good realistic goal and I think for this year I've made it 25 books to read and I have read about 20 so I'm doing pretty good um let's see sorry you guys I gotta take a breath Whew. you know it's weird I feel like anxiety about this even though this was like the 26th episode it's just weird being by myself and I keep saying that um so the structure for this is that I went and I just looked up a bunch of book to movie adaptations and then I made a big long list and basically I'm going to talk about like my experience with the book my experience with the movie and then I'm going to give you guys the final decision the decision of all decisions so what I say goes so if I say that this movie is terrible and you should like the book better then my word exceeds everything. I don't even know if that was proper English. <laughs> like if I say Hop on Pop is the best book in the world, then Hop on Pop is the best book in the world, you know? So I'm going to tell you if the book is better than the movie is what I'm basically trying to say. Um, so let's jump right into it with Percy Jackson. Um, Percy Jackson, I read this when I was like in fourth grade devoured these books they're incredible um it had me wishing that i was dyslexic and had adhd like come on mr rick riordan i believe i did like the online quizzes to see like what cabin you would be in and of course everybody's like i want to be poseidon i think i ended up with athena that kind of sounds correct to me but yeah, the books like were a solid part of my elementary school experience and I love them. Then the Heroes of Olympus series came out and I know we've talked about Percy Jackson several times on this podcast, but the Heroes of Olympus series is like where it really came because the books were coming out like as I was reading them and I've never experienced that before, like to this level. So it would literally be like the son of Neptune would come out and when I tell you me and my brother would read the book in a day, ooh, and then you have to wait a whole nother year for the next book. And there was like six books in this series. Like, you guys, I was so excited. And then the cliffhanger where Percy and Annabeth are like in perdition. Uh, whoa. And then I had to wait an entire year to see if they're okay. Like, my little 12-year-old body was not ready for that like crazy so yeah going back to the movies you know I I was excited and um I really loved the books so I was like let's go and I think my grandmom had like rented it through Redbox so I'm sitting in her room watching it all by myself for the first time and I'm like something is not right here like this is not this is interesting um where's Clarice like hate her but she's a major character right um just like didn't follow the book at all it was weird they revealed some things too early on and all that good stuff um I remember I was such a little goody two-shoes growing up that I was like and my brother was even worse like if you said anything around that boy he would be like oh she just said H-E double hockey sticks like so in this movie they're saying like damn and hell and everything and I was like oh my god oh my god that is not appropriate for children 
And um, <laughs> so I was very disappointed in the movie. And then, yeah, like we said on the pod last week, Sea of Monsters came out and I was like, yo, what is this? Because <laughs> y'all are just making stuff up because this is bad. Um, so yeah, obviously in this case, the books are so much better than the movie. Um, we do have the Disney Plus show coming out very soon. I'm extremely excited to see it. Um, there's like this meme online of, the screenshot from Billy Madison where Adam Sandler's just sitting in a classroom full of like kindergartners and it's like me pulling up to watch the Percy Jackson show in December and I was like yeah and there's no shame about it there's no shame so very excited on the other hand of that this may be controversial Harry Potter um I do not care for Harry Potter <laughs> Do I love Universal going to Harry Potter world? Yeah, absolutely. But if you sit me down and are like, Harry Potter, you won the Harry Potter raffle to win every Harry Potter thing in the world, like, I'll be like, okay, cool. Like, don't get me wrong. The books are really good. Um, I think Harry Potter, the, the Potter heads as they call themselves, have become so annoying and rampant in society that it just has completely ruined the Harry Potter experience for me. Like, I just see Harry Potter and I'm just like, ugh, it's overdone. Y'all are annoying. Can we go home, please? Um, if you were curious, I am a Hufflepuff. Every single test that I take has always made me a Hufflepuff, so I think true and true and through, I am definitely a Hufflepuff. Um... Now, my experience reading these books were very interesting because I don't know if you guys had this, but we had AR, Accelerated Reading, which is where you would go to the library, pick up a book, read the book, take a test, and each book, depending on the length or complexity of it, would vary on their AR points. Me being a very competitive little girl um, with my best friend Deneb in elementary school, we would read the craziest, thickest books in the world, trying to compete with each other to see who could get the most AR points. And I went into the library, scanned the little, um, God, what is that called? The little book binding, the spine, good Lord. And I'd be like, hmm, which one has the most AR points? Order of the Phoenix had the most points in the entire library. Had I read any of the other Harry Potter books? No. I started with Order of the Phoenix, went to the Half-Blood Prince, went to the Deathly Hollows, finished it, and then said, alright, now let's start with the other ones, and then just read them in order. Did I have a clue what was happening? Absolutely not. But did I do it? Yeah, I did. And I read them all. And I got those AR points, so it was worth it. Um, I am a really big fan of the first book. The first book is just very nostalgic to me and very good. Love it. The other ones, they're just a bit long. <laughs> that's, that's it. They just get longer and longer. And I, I definitely have said this before. Ooh, it's, it's a lot of work. I'm going to keep saying this throughout the whole episode today. It's a lot of work to be doing this on your own because I feel out of breath right now. Like, that's crazy. 
Also, my nose is a little bit stuffed, so I think that's not really helping me. But anyways, when it comes down to, like, Harry Potter versus Percy Jackson, like, I will be Percy Jackson, Team Percy Jackson, all the way because, like, this man is out here, he's loyal to his friends. Like, I'm not saying Harry isn't either, but when it comes down to it, it feels like Harry's just annoying and he's like, you guys, I'm the chosen one and I have a lightning scarf and I have to do this and I have special... Like, shut up, bro. Nobody cares. Like, Neville Longbottom does the same amount of work, you know, at the end of the day. But, um, when it comes down to book versus movie, I really think I would prefer to watch the movies over read the books. Like, I read them once. Sure, it was in the fourth grade. Sure, I don't remember much of it. But once is good enough for me, so I'd prefer to just rewatch the movies. Also, J.K. Rowling, you are a turf and a transphobe and an awful person, so just keep that in mind. Is Rick Riordan all that? No, he's an incredible person, so wins that contest at the end of the day. The next one is the... Um, darkest instruments what is that book series called the mortal instruments okay so city of bones i loved this book series and i tell this to people i'm like i love this book series but do not go past the third book because once you go past the third book it just gets so stupid and repetitive and just pointless um so this basically follows our girl Clarice or is that just the name of the author I can't remember I don't remember what her name is but um she's like a redhead or something and then we've got our boy Jace she's got her bestie Simon um Jace is like a shadow hunter so they have all these runes and stuff that do different magical things and her mother is like taken so she has to go find her mom and Jace and all, I don't even know. It's been a hot minute since I've read this. I read this in third grade. Who let me do that? Um, but yeah, loved the books. Loved Simon. Simon was my favorite by far. Also Alec King. But also, as I said, who let me read this in third grade? And one of the books, I remember I was in fifth grade reading some of the other books. Jason, this girl, are like making out and like he's like, pulling out her bra and stuff and I like told my mom I was like I don't know if I'm old enough to read this and she's like well if you don't feel comfortable reading it then don't read it and I was like mm, no I'm gonna read it <laughs> um so yeah imagine my excitement when I hear that a movie is coming out and again I don't know what it is with me in Redbox but yeah rented the movie through Redbox sat myself down on that living room floor I could not even finish the movie. The way that it was just so, first of all, bad, just straight up bad, but also, again, did not follow the book, did not follow the plot. Um, I love Lily Collins, but she did not, she was not giving our main girl whatever her name is. Like, no, that was not how I envisioned her in my mind. So that was a pet peeve of mine. And then, yeah, it just was not good. Um, terrible, horrible garbage. I turned it off. My mom was like, you're not going to finish it. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, that is not even worth my time. And it just goes to show because they never made any more movies. They did make a TV show. 
I have never ever watched it so I can't say very much on that um yeah but going back to the books like they were very confusing there was like a whole plot line where what is her name is it Clary Claire this is gonna drive me nuts hold on you guys let me look this up um but yeah her and this boy Jace they were like in love with each other but then it'd be like wait y'all are brother and sister and then it'd be like wait no you're not and then it'd be like wait maybe you are and I'm like can y'all just give me a straight answer please because first of all it's just icky and I don't <laughs> I don't want that going on can you tell me who the characters are please oh Clary yes it is Clary it's by Cassandra, Cassandra Clare so was this a self-insert ma'am but yeah my boy Simon at one point turns into a vampire and that rocked my world it really did but anyways when it comes down to it obviously the book is better than the movie um series of unfortunate events now this wow what a time um these books are incredible they still have stuck with me all these years um the way that lemony snicket writes like he'll have the most devastating lines in a children's book series like oh i need to re read these honestly they're so good and the way that he would like do funky things with the words on the pages and everything and I never could guess the plot I never could and just like different things in the book it had me like making my own notebook filled with like anagrams and stuff like it just opened my my world creatively the way that Mr. Lemony Snicket was putting stuff together I did watch the Netflix series with Neil Patrick Harris and when it comes down to it he just was not giving Count Olaf in the way that Jim Carrey did he did a good job but it just like when you look at the two performances it did not compare um the movie version is incredible honestly like they did pretty good they i what i don't like about the movie version is that they're like throwing several plots together at once they're like skipping key things in the book as well but other than that they really do keep up with the plot pretty well and I've seen the movie several times I love it so much it's goofy it's crazy and they do really like the characters the way they're dressed totally fits like what I envisioned as reading it and I've definitely said it on the pod before but as you guys know it is like one of my dream tattoos would be to have um Count Olaf's eyeball tattoo that is on his ankle but I'm trying to convince my brother to get it and he does not want to. So he's lame. You guys tell him that he's lame. Um, but yeah, the books are better than the movie in this case, I would have to say. Now, here is a more recent one. Sorry, give me a second. I'm like thirsty because I'm carrying the weight of this whole podcast on my shoulders right now. Okay, so this next one is a more recent pick. Um... Also, I'm realizing that I have like a billion things on this list, so I'm going to need to speed it up on some of these. But anyways, Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, we saw this movie last summer. We were really late to it. I've never been done this before, but we were like very spur of the moment, like, hey, we're in town. Let's just go ahead and watch a movie. So we were like, oh, whatever, let's go see Where the Crawdads Sing. And we got McDonald's beforehand as well. So we missed when I read the book I realized we missed like the first 20 minutes of this movie so we were a little bit lost 
picked up on some key characterizations. I mean, missed out on some key character development stuff, but I mean, it didn't really affect the plot at the end of the day. I liked it. It was interesting. Um, yeah, what's her face? Kaya. She like was a pretty good character. I liked, I was rooting for her. I was like, she's innocent, your honor. Take her out. Um, I have to say, I read the book pretty recently and then I rewatched the movie afterward. It keeps pretty true. Like, that is honestly my main request when you're doing a book to movie adaptation is just follow the plot. Like, don't make up your own stuff. Don't cut corners. Like, just follow the plot. Cut out what you don't need. Like, cut out the extra fluff. Please leave a little bit in there, though, please. But just stick with the plot. That's all you really have to do. All these movies that just make up their own stuff or cut out characters, I'm like, what are you doing? You're, mis you're messing it up. So this one, it's stuck pretty well. I'd say definitely the book gets more into, like, the sexual, like, things that she ex experiences growing up. Um, yeah, they don't really touch on that in the movie. And I think, I don't want to spoil it, but the, like, ending plot twist, I feel like it was way better executed in the book than what they did in the movie. They also cut out a key point. She was, like, a poet, or she really liked this um poet throughout the book and she was constantly reading these poems and they just completely cut that out of the movie and it came down to be a pretty important plot line in the end but um in this case i do prefer the book over the movie Coraline. um i have read maybe half of the original adaptation by mr neil gaiman but i have read the graphic novel that was also made by him um love the drawings it's so fun to watch i mean read and it just is a very interesting different visual as it is a graphic novel and but when it comes down to it you guys the movie is so superior it's so good um it's stop motion i love stop motion and then even now like the movie came out in 2008. I'm still out here finding out new things about it. Like, the cherry blossoms in the garden were made out of popcorn and all this. Like, just little creative things they did to make the movie come together. Um, and that movie changed my life. I was in fourth grade when I saw it. For When I tell you, I should have gone to a psychiatrist after. Because I was literally drawing all these people with button eyes for like the next two months. Like, something was going on upstairs, and I like to say that movie is what made me into the person I am today, so there you go. It's incredible. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go watch it. It will change your life. Twilight. <laughs> Shifting gears. Um, yet again, another book series that I read when I was very young, and I don't really know why I was allowed now, I was not allowed to read Breaking Dawn until I was in fifth grade, ooh, but I was allowed to read all the other Twilight books when I was nine years old in the third grade. And, um, yeah, very interesting. The books are hot garbage. The movies are hot garbage as well, but oh my god, this series is a treasure that we should all cherish because... God bless. Wow. The <laughs> my favorite fact about the whole series and saga whatever 
is that Edward and Bella, all this happens over like maybe four months tops. Like meet each other, she travels to Italy, she gets engaged, she gets married, she turns into a vampire, has a vampire baby. All in the span of like four months, you guys. Like that's crazy. Um, I do have to say from what I remember, it's been a very hot minute since I've read the books. That it, fo it follows the plot very well. Um, but, you know, you guys, you know what I'm about to say. The movies are actually better. Yeah. Um, are they fine cinema? Are they fine art? No. But, you know, when, when it turns, when that first fall leaf starts to fall, you better know I'm streaming Possibility by Leaky Lee, putting on Twilight New Moon, and entering seasonal depression because it's just that time of year you guys yeah our next one is um a little interesting because i couldn't make a decision i'll just say from the top i love the book and i love the movie i think i do kind of lean towards more so liking the book more but white oleander is probably my favorite book of all time so yeah i guess i'll say the book is better than the movie in this regard but white oleander i just said this about Coraline, but white oleander literally changed my life because like astrid basically the basic plot of it is astrid and her mother um live together and her mother starts seeing this guy barry and he breaks up with her first of all like her and her mother are like extremely beautiful gorgeous women and this guy Barry is just kind of frumpy and gross and she's like god no I'd never go out with him and then she she falls for him and he like cheats on her quickly moves on so she kills him <laughs> and um yeah slay girl boss and so Astrid is put into the foster system as a result of her mother being hauled off to prison and it just follows her from the time that she's 12 years old all the way up to like 18. And you get to follow her through all of her foster homes and see all these horrible situations that she's put through. And Astrid is just so inspirational to me because she just goes through all this. She's so strong, but she also has like very dark moments too. And it just, the, the journey she has with her mother and like their relationship and how she realizes that her mother is a manipulator and is a terrible person and how she moves on and she becomes her own person. Oh, it's just so good. I love that book so much. Um, definitely the movie follows the book very well. I will say it cuts out because I mean, the movie would have to be like three hours to fit in all the foster homes she goes to. So there are some that they did not put in the movie. But other than that, Gorge. Highly recommend. So good. The next one is Fight Club. Um, the book follows the movie to the T. Like, very similar. Um, just quick on this one, I prefer the movie. But the book was really good. It's a very quick read. Super easy to follow. So I would recommend reading the book for sure. Gone Girl. Hello cool girl monologue insert here please i read this book i mean i'd obviously seen the movie before but i read the book this year and i like could not put it down it was just so good i loved the switch back between like 
what is Nick thinking? What is Amy thinking? And then that whole, like, oh, I, I don't know. It's just a masterpiece. Incredible. And then you watch the movie, and I again, I love, like, having it from Nick's perspective and him trying to put the pieces together. And then when Amy does her whole reveal, and you're just like, wow. And then in the end, you just don't know who to feel bad for. Like, <laughs> they're honestly both bad people and they're made for each other. I think that's the whole point of it is that they're bad. They don't enjoy each other, but it's the best they're going to get. And I don't know when it comes down to it. I, I equally enjoy the book and the movie. They're both super duper good. And now I want to go watch Gone Girl again because it's so good. Um, next one is Perks of Being a Wallflower. Again, super duper short book, very easy read, highly recommend for everybody. I've read it probably like five or six times. It's like one of my favorite books ever. Um, I actually read the poem that is in the book. We had like a poem in a pocket thing when I was a junior in high school and I sat there and read that entire poem to my whole English class. So there you go. The book wow <laughs> I feel like I'm just gonna say that this whole episode just like wow um obviously you can pick up on more of the things with the situation with the aunt and Charlie um the movie you guys it's a it's a classic at this point it really is um I feel infinite you guys life-changing quote right there it blew my little 12 year old's brain hearing that um so good the casting is so good um we do have what's what's their face elsa <laughs> not elsa what is their name ezra miller that one we do have good old ezra miller in there but other than that the cast is incredible and we have our good old boy percy jackson logan learman in there as well go watch the movie it's so good. What did I put for this? I said I like the book better. I, it's another one where it's, it comes down really close. I'd say, yeah, I do like the book better, but the movie, she follows very closely behind because it's just like, whoa. The Fault in Our Stars. So this little section is definitely going to be like stuff that I read when I was like middle to high school. I don't want to spend too long on it because we talked about a lot of these before. So I'm going to do a speed run. Fault in Our Stars book is better than the movie still watch the movie the movie is kind of ridiculous but definitely bring tissues paper towns i don't even remember the movie um so yeah the book is better we've got what's her name cara delavine what is going on you guys hunger games i do really love the books but i'm going to have to say the movie the plural are better and Divergent. The movies suck. Booty hole. So I'm gonna go with the books. Um, Room. Wow, you guys. Room destroyed me. I just read the book recently and it follows the movie incredibly, but there's just some emotion that you cannot convey through paper. Like the devastation of her having to provide for Jack and like have to be in this stressful situation but you have to care for your kid and not keep him keep him from being afraid of the situation as well 
like you cannot convey that through paper sometimes like just seeing it acted out is a lot more emotionally impactful um and then especially like the ending where he's like goodbye room goodbye couch goodbye chair like oh you guys my heart is being ripped out right now and stomped on and i'm bawling my eyes out when i watched that movie i cried so hard i could i was like gasping for air i was crying so hard when i read the book I was like okay you guys got it you did it hooray so i'm gonna say the movie in this one but the book is very good i got my co-host farah right here she is sleeping she has nothing to contribute to the conversation um the next one is going to be simon versus the homo sapiens agenda aka love simon the hmm i saw the movie opening day back in 2018 and it it was a good little um queer rom-com good for the soul it's it's a feel good does it fix every lgbt problem is the representation all that great probably not but it's a good it's a good one um and yeah i did read the book book is good I'm gonna say I prefer the movie. Heartstopper. Mmm. <laughs> so this this one is interesting because the formatting for both is different. Um, Heartstopper is a webcomic by Alice Oseman that was turned into a Netflix TV show. And I I think I started reading Heartstopper when I was like 17, 18, don't remember. Um, and it's all, it's a free webcomic available through, like, Tumblr, and I read it all, and I think I read all the way up to the point, it was, like, a little after the trip to Paris, and then I just kind of fell off. So when they said they were going to make a show, I was very excited. I was like, okay, slay, I've already read this. And then it comes out, and I couldn't get past, like, episode five. I think I'm just too old for it, which makes me really sad to say, because I did, like, the webcomic a lot. But it's just so juvenile, and I, I really can't watch it, so I couldn't. I had to tap out. But, I mean, they did, from what I saw, they did very well. They followed it, and that's all I can ask for. But I'm going to say the webcomic was better in this situation. And, yeah, let's get into the miseducation of Cameron Post. I've talked about it on here before. Um, the book goes into more graphic detail on some of the more serious topics, but the movie is beautiful and I don't see enough people talk about it. And Chloe Grace Moretz is, I feel like she's just a very underrated actress because she really has range and she's able to play like these super bubbly animated characters, but then she can also do like a very serious role like this. And I really enjoyed seeing her in it. Um, I would have to say this is one of those where I really love the book and the movie. So I'm going to say equal. They are both good. Give me a second. Okay, we have talked a little bit about The Host by Miss Stephanie Meyer. Also, the author of the Twilight series. The Host, I... Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a thing. Um, Saoirse Ronan in it, is in this, which is so funny to go back and after knowing who she is now to be like, you were in the host? Okay, girl. 
Um, basically, it's about, like, these aliens who, like, use humans' bodies as a host. And this um, alien is basically put into this girl's body and becomes sentient. Is like, wait, maybe we should be nice to the humans. And she runs away and hides out in this thing and, like, falls in love with a dude. That's all I remember. Um, the book is better. The movie is, it's okay. It's not the best in the whole world. But there's definitely, it's missing that grittiness and the um, sci-fi-ness of the book. So, that's what I'll say. 13 Reasons Why. Boy, oh boy. What a, what a time this was. Um, <laughs> I actually read the book when I was 13. And um, I remember telling my mom the premise of it. And she was like, okay, weird. But it's basically this girl who is, like, going to end her life and she makes 13 tapes who are made out to 13 different people who are the reason why she is ending her life. And so this guy named Clay is, like, going through and trying to listen to all the tapes and he listens to his tape and he puts all the clues together, which, honestly, I don't when some of the things that you look at for the other people like they were out here like committing murder and then she was like clay welcome to your tape and it's like you kicked a puppy one time like he was not on the same level to be honest but yeah uh netflix made a show i think it came out in 2016 and it was a cultural phenomenon amongst us high schoolers you couldn't go anywhere without hearing welcome to your tape i even have a picture of me with a snapchat caption being like chloe welcome to your tape and i'm holding up a tape like it was everywhere um i watched all of season one it was pretty dang intense towards the end the hot tub scene is coming to mind it only got worse from what i've heard there was a broom and that's all i have to say on that um the book was better is the book good not really but the book was better um vampire academy oh my god you guys want to talk about what was she reading at that young ripe age vampire academy miss girl was sneaking off from class to go be doing some very inappropriate things with her like older boyfriend from what i remember and I devoured these trashy, trashy books. Oh my god. So again, I was very excited to hear that they were making a movie. Again, rented through Redbox. And the only scene that I really remember is them at the beginning where it's playing Bad Girls by M.I.A. And they're in the car and then the parents get in a car accident and die. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I remember. But again, I just remember this being like so bad. Again, not following the plot, not like the characters. I'm bad. The movie is terrible. Don't even waste your time. Um, I want to say they did make a show recently on like Paramount or something. I don't know. I will not be watching. But I will say the books are superior and they are so trashy. So if you want a good trashy read go peruse those. They're kind of fun. Um, now this is, this next section I'd like to call my raw doll obsession, 
when I was in elementary school, like I could not get enough of Mr. Rald Dahl. So we're gonna speed run this. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, the movie is better. I know it's Willy Wonka, whatever. And when I say the movie, I'm talking about the Gene Wilder one from the 70s, okay? That one is the best. But only, I was a weird little kid. We had it on VHS and I did not care to see the beginning of this movie. No, when I watched it, I fast forwarded. I said, do not care. And as soon as Mr. Willy Wonka was rolling to open those gates, I said, all right, tuning in. It's getting interesting. Like the beginning of the movie, I said, yawn, don't care. But the rest of it is incredible. I watched it like a billion times growing up. I'm very scared to see the Timothy Chalamet one though. I do gotta say, scratch that, reverse it. Like girl, you are goofy for that one. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, obviously the movie is superior. The BFG, mm, I don't remember the movie. I'm gonna say the book was better. I f yeah, for some reason I loved Roald Dahl. I'm sure there's something I'm missing, but like those are the three that stand out in my head. Um, let's see. Under the Dome. Oh my god! <laughs> so Under the Dome was a CBS show, I believe. I keep dropping my phone, you guys. Hold on. Yeah, it was a CBS show in which an entire town gets trapped under the dome. And from the show, the thing I really remember is that a cow gets chopped in half because he's like standing on the half where it's like in the town and not in the town. Yeah, it was pretty gruesome, exciting. I was like, dang, this is good. And then I heard it was um, based off of a book. So me at the crisp age of 10 buys this book. It's a Stephen King novel. This is the longest book I've ever read. It is 1200 pages and oh my god, it is very, very graphic. It is very, very violent. It is very, it's all of them. Multiple crimes, heinous crimes are committed in this book and I've read it all. Because I remember, see, I, I don't know, my mom was... I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyways, Calvin was like, yo, I want good AR points. Can I read Under the Dome? And I was like, no, it is not appropriate for you. And my mom was like, then why did you read it? And I was like, because I'm trying to get the tea. I gotta get it. But yeah, some really, really graphic stuff happened in there that I did not need to be reading, but I did. Um, And in that case, I will say the book is better than the TV show. Um, Where'd you go, Bernadette? the book don't even waste your time with the movie don't even it's so bad the book was eh, but the the movie is so bad big little lies Ooh, this was another one that i read this year i could not put it down oh my god it was so juicy and then i watched the show on hbo season one is so good it follows it to a t I started season two and I never finished it and we don't have to talk about that. That's okay. Um, so yeah, the book is better. Um, The Price of Salt, aka Carol. I did like the book. Took me a little bit to get through, but Miss Kate Blanchett. I love you, queen. Obviously, I'm team Carol in this case. Um... Jane Eyre. Mm -mm -mm. 
um, the film adaptation is superior, but I am talking about the 2005 PBS version, not any other version. Oh my god, we had this on DVD. I loved it. I loved watching this when I was growing up. So juicy, so entertaining. When the wife throws herself out of the building, are you kidding me? The juice, the drama. Loved it. That twist blew my mind. I mean, Jane Eyre's been out for hundreds of years, so you guys, I'm not spoiling anything. But when she's like in love with him and then finds out he has a wife, oh, the drama. It was crazy. Yeah, so Into the Wild. So Into the Wild is also different because it's based off a true story. Um, and the book is a non-fiction piece of work so it's not really fiction but I like the movie better than the book it was more entertaining to me I'm not a big non-fiction person but I'll definitely read non-fiction and I don't know I love the soundtrack I grew up with the soundtrack love you Mr. Eddie Vedder you're a king and yeah it makes me cry like every time I see it it's very sad to me and the color purple I've read this book at church camp and it was just, yeah again very graphic but it's a really it's a beautiful book and it's very sad to read and I did watch the first like original adaptation and there is a new one coming out so I am excited to see that because I think in the book there's a lot more that happens but they didn't show all of it in the movie just I think probably because of the times so it'll be interesting to see like how we've developed as a culture to now see this adaptation and see how it's handled I'm very intrigued um gone with the wind <laughs> I read the first hundred pages of gone with the wind but I never finished the book I love the movie so much I was Scarlett O'Hara for Halloween in the fourth grade and my grandma helped me make my costume and I slayed so don't be jealous um, yeah Gone with the Wind it's a classic of course and I think everybody should at least see it once it is a commitment it is a very very long movie but it is so worth it um The Wizard of Oz I'm gonna go with the movie version the books are very interesting because they are very different from the movies and there's like a lot more lore in the background but the movie again she's a classic beautiful show-stopping spectacular love it incredible the great gatsby mm. um <laughs> so yeah we obviously like any high school junior does or no, I was a sophomore. When I was a sophomore, we read this in English class. No surprise. The Baz Luhrmann, however you say his name, changed... Um, take a shot every time I say that this episode. Changed my life, okay? The way that... Okay, Young and Beautiful was the first Lana song I ever heard. And it was because of this movie. Young and Beautiful wow incredible what a great song and the way he had like dubstep in this movie about the 19 the 1920s the way that i wanted to travel back 
and be in those roaring 20s right now. Wow. Yeah, the the movie is way, way better than the book. Sorry. Sorry, you guys. Um, Romeo and Juliet. Again, like any high schooler, we read this when I was a freshman. And what is it with, like, dudes who volunteer to read and they cannot read? Because tell me why- <laughs> this is so mean. This guy volunteered to read as Romeo, who has most of the lines in this entire play. And my man's was- he was struggling. He really was. There'd be a huge paragraph and we'd just be like, oh my god, can somebody else please take over? I was Mercutio. I love that man. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, I, I am totally Mercutio. Um, I prefer the movie <laughs> with Mr. Leonardo. Oh, okay, Pharaoh. She's kicking me right now, you guys. Can you believe that? Uh-uh. Say something. Oh, okay. She grabbed the mic, you guys. Yeah, the movie version. It's... There's something about movies where they take an old piece of media for reference and then they modernize it. It can be done very well. Like Persuasion with Miss Dakota Johnson. No, no, no. We didn't need to do that. Romeo and Juliet with Mr. Leo. You guys popped off there. You did. You did. Um, Beastly. Good God talk about more hot garbage this one has vanessa hudgens it's basically a, a modern day beauty and the beast where this guy is cursed to be ugly and grotesque and scarred and have tattoos and miss vanessa hudgens looks past it all and falls in love with him anyways and then he turns into a really hot guy i did read the book um but the movie is better are either of them good no but i <laughs> But the movie I have seen several times, and I probably will see it several more times throughout my life. Holes. Ooh, this, if you say holes in a group of any, like, young, like, early 20s group of kids, they will probably go insane because Holes was that movie. It was that movie. Mr. Shia LaBeouf, um... Uh, I just really don't even know what to say. It just was everything to me. I read the book, love the book so much. It goes into it a little bit more. But, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was drama. It's so good. I, this is going to make me want to go watch Holes. I might watch it after this podcast is done being recorded. But I would have to say, it's a close bet again. I'm going to have to say the movie is better. Aragon. I hate, with every fiber of my being, hate the Aragon series. Going back to my little Harry Potter escapade, where I was reading big books because I just wanted those AR points, I was forced, I had no choice in it, I was forced to read <laughs> the whole Aragon series, and I hated every second of it. I'm not a big fantasy girly. Like, I will watch it, and I will read it to a certain extent. But when you start doing all the scrolls and please leave me out of it. I don't want anything to do with it. And then the movie's bad as well. Um, so for this one, I put like a little book emoji or a movie emoji next to the things on my list so that I could tell. 
for this one. I put a barf emoji by it. So that's all you need to know. Um, beautiful creatures. This one is pretty interesting. Um, there's like a world or a civil war reenactment and I can relate to that because we had the Olusti Festival in Lake City. So I think that's what made me feel close to this book. Um, which makes no sense at all. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, I really do like the movie. The movie's pretty good classic. Um, yeah, that, that's really all I have to say on that one. Um, scary stories to tell in the dark. The movie sucks. It really sucks. Um, I read this when I was like in third grade and these are honestly pretty spooky. Like they kind of had me shake it in my boots a little bit. The one I remember, which is actually the one that they do have in the movie, is like the scarecrow who gets up on the roof and he's like got no skin. And honestly, the illustrations are what makes this book because the way, like his art style is very, very particular. And yeah, just literally right now, go Google scary stories to tell in the dark. You'll see exactly what I mean. It will have you shivering and shaking in your boots. The books are better. And my last one I have on here is Inkheart. I loved the Inkheart books. They had me wanting to be a silver tongue so bad. And, but I do have to say with Mr. Burton and Fraser, the movies are better. Or the movie is better. Because there are several books. They just never really did anything else with them. But yeah, love Inkheart. Classic. Um, I did want to point out there are a couple, because I'm insane, I have like seven books that I'm reading at the same time right now, so I haven't finished any. Um, so there are a couple of books that have been made into movies that I'm in the middle of consuming, so Pride and Prejudice. Um, I will say I'm only like ten pages into it, but I refuse to watch the movie until I've read the books, so we'll see. Nimona, I want, I was decently into reading the comic adaptation um which came before the movie and the library automatically took it off my ipad so i gotta wait in line to get it again oops and then under the banner of heaven is it's non-fiction it's by the same guy who did into the wild but my goodness it's juicy there's something about like mormon faith and um, like Church of Latter-day Saints, like all the fundamentalist Christian stuff. That stuff is so juicy to me. Like the drama, the tea, I love it. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of adaptations that I haven't seen, but I have read and I just wanted to shout them out real quick. Um, the Power, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is coming out soon. Aristotle and Dante. Please tell me how I did not know that one, the movie had been made because I've been hearing that it's going to be made for a while. And two, that it literally comes out this month. Like, why have I not seen any promo for this? I can't believe it. Looking for Alaska and Sharp Objects, which I will say I have seen like two episodes and I never finished watching it. I need to. I know. LOL, my email's going off for work. <laughs> Um, and then I just wanted to shout out like a couple that are like my dream adaptations. I would love to see a Dork Diaries movie. Those popped off in elementary school. My absolute 
dream. If I had all the money in the world and I was a professional director, etc., I would absolutely do the Darkest Powers series by Miss Kelly Armstrong. I had posted it on my Instagram, like, I think it was last week, and it was like, there's no bond stronger than between, like, a girl and some book that she read when she was, like, 13, except I was nine, because these books and me, we are for lifers. And then just something for my elementary school girlies. Um, oops. Is <laughs> the School of Fear books. I think that would be really fun to adapt into something, like, that's interesting. like it. So let's get into some questions for me. Let's see. Oops. You guys struggling with technology today. But we'll make it through. Okay, so let's see. We have Bestie Milo asking, what's your favorite adaptation and what is your least favorite adaptation? I'm gonna have to say my favorite is White Oleander and my least favorite just because it's so it really crumpled me so bad would be City of Bones because it, it was like offensively bad to me. Bestie Calvin said Harry Potter, Percy Jackson, Coraline. Yeah I hit those. I got those topics. Bestie Thomas said how does it feel to be alone? You know I'm not I'm like pretty okay with being home alone like I actually love being home alone I will say it definitely gets lonesome when I don't have my good pal to talk to me but I've literally got Farrah right next to me and we're chilling and having fun Bestie Thomas said does it sadden you to be abandoned I cry every hour it's just not the same <laughs> And then Bestie Thomas said, what's the worst part about Gabby not being there? Um, probably that I don't have anybody to annoy and be crazy with. Um, and then what book to movie adaptation best describes how Gabby deserted you? <laughs> Let's say... I don't know. That's tricky. Let's say Beastly. Just no context. Let's say beastly. Um, and then lastly, Bestie Thomas said, Will you ever forgive Gabby? Never. Ever, ever, ever. Um, Bestie Max said, Have you read slash seen Sharp Objects yet? It's adapted into a show, but it's still good. Um, yes, I have read. Yet another book that I could not put down once I started it. It was incredible. I started reading or watching the show and I... I think I got to like episode two or three and I just lost interest in it for some reason so I really do need to give it another chance but I think with it being adapted into a mini series it was just going at a pace that was too slow for me so I need to get to a point where like the action is picking up and then I'm sure that I'll be able to finish it um bestie Issa said what do you think about the giver that's one I forgot to put on my list we've talked about it before I love the book I'm gonna have to say the book is better in this case but yeah, I love the book. The movie is interesting. Again, it's like the visuals that you can't get out of a book because it's like the world is black and white and then all of a sudden you can see the apple, like stuff like that. And then Bestie Issa said, the Lorax? Best one out there. You know what? That's right. The Lorax is incredible. I've probably seen the Lorax like 10 times. The movie is honestly way better than the book. 
they went above and beyond the source material. Um, some media that I've been consuming. First of all, I forgot to mention that I finished Life is Strange. Um, it was wow. It was very wow. As much as, much as I really can say. Um, I've known about this game since like 2015, I think. And I did know, like, what the final choice was going to be throughout the whole game. But other than that, I didn't know the rest of the plot. So I was still, like, taken off guard. And, like, some of the stuff that was revealed was pretty intense and really scary. So I loved the game. I will say the game's been out for a while, so I'll go ahead and spoil. My final choice was that I did end up saving Chloe. So there you go. Had to, had to be loyal to my Chloe's out there. Um, and then I went and ordered Life is Strange Part 2 or the second game on eBay because I'm not paying full price. I will take a secondhand copy. I'm not proud. I'm not too proud to do that is what I meant to say. And the seller, I was supposed to get here on like a Friday and the seller messaged me and she's like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't able to get it out in the mail until today. I just had a C-section <laughs> and I was like, girl, take your time. Like, you're fine. But, um... I didn't know much about this game either. I think I watched like one episode of Jacksepticeye playing it and I've already gotten past the point where I saw him play so I'm in for a surprise and I'm very excited. It is a hard game for me to get through because the whole concept of it is you're like looking after your little brother and you know as a big sister I just get it but it's hard because he's like a little boy and I want to take care of him and protect him from the harsh cruel world. But it's very good and I'm very excited to finish it. Um, as for movie-wise, let's see. I watched a lot of like really good movies this week. So I'm very excited to talk about them. Um, you know, there weren't the best. Gran Turismo. When <laughs> There's a, something I saw on here that totally I can relate to. I was like, you know, it's a Saturday. I don't have anything to do. Let's just go to the movies. This is like the only thing playing that I hadn't seen slash was slightly interested in. I was like, whatever. You know, I don't care about cars. I don't care about racing. I don't care about bro PlayStation games like that. So I went in. I wasn't expecting much. And when I tell you, I was like about to hoot and holler and jump out of my seat by the end of it. I was like, oh my God. Like it exceeded my expectations by a long shot and it was very interesting it kept my attention i love you david harbour you're incredible and there was somebody on letterbox that was like me going into the movie and they're just like eh. and then it's like me coming out of the movie and it's like he went from gamer to racer and i'm so proud of him and i was like that is literally me like gran turismo she kind of popped off like i haven't been able to stop thinking about it since i saw it like it's actually good um you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Ah! I loved this movie. It is so good. Um, I laughed. I cried. Literally, there was a point where I, I noticed that I was crying and I was like, oh my god, this movie is so good. Um, I've said it. I actually haven't said it. So I am saying now, this has been such a good year for like teen coming of age films like especially targeted towards like preteen girls like the things in this movie that they were talking about and the things they were going through as girls and like we did need a good friend breakup movie because that is something we don't talk about in society is how painful 
friend breakups are and like how devastating it can be to a girl especially at that age like you take it personal girl um like it hurts um yeah and just some of the things they were doing like there was a point where they're in the car and they're like watching sad videos to make themselves cry and adam sandler's character is like what is wrong with you and i'm like that is just such a teen girl experience like watching those sad video compilations and seeing who can cry like they got it but the whole movie i'm watching it i'm like adam sandler has such great chemistry with like these two girls that are playing his daughters my dumb ass those are his real daughters i was like oops <laughs> but i see the resemblance now i really do um but yeah that was incredible kill list eh I watched Telemarketers, which is a short limited series on HBO, and it was so juicy. Um, if anybody's calling you saying they're with the fraternal order of the police and they're looking for donations, they are scamming you, babes. Don't trust them. And I actually found a fraternal order of police station here in DC. So that was very interesting to bump into that um she's gotta have it this was really good i very much enjoyed this it was a spike lee movie and it was very fun very interesting um captivated the trials of pamela smart as a person who now works in like the law space this was super duper interesting to see and just like how the defense works and i don't know was somebody who was like working in that space is very interesting to me so i don't know about you guys daughters of darkness from 1971 um lesbian vampires need i say more and then we had bachelorette didn't care for this um but kristen dunst you slayed in this i will say that martyrs oh my god oh my god um, let me find the comment that I found from this. I was texting, like, my group chat of my, my friends while I was watching this, and I was like, you guys, because I've said it on here before as well, and as you guys know, I'm a huge horror fan. Like, it takes a lot to break me. Like, Human Centipede is what broke me, and that's, like, pretty high up there. So I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, you guys, I'm, like, about to tap out because this is too much for me. It really is. <laughs> It's a French movie from 2008, and it is just insane. Let's see, what was it? Where are you? I don't know. It was basically like somebody saying, like, this is the best movie I've ever seen, but please, dear God, do not watch it. I was like, that perfectly encapsulates it, because it's just like, it was like three movies in one. Like, when you start this movie... And you end the movie, it is nowhere near. Like, I could have never in a million years predicted what was going to happen at the end of the movie. And it was it was pretty brutal. Like, you, that's how you know, is if I'm about to tap out, then this movie is not for the faint of heart. Because it takes a lot to get me to that point. But it was so good. Will I ever watch again? No, but it was so good. And then the last movie I watched was B.S. High on HBO, which is all about this man who is a scumbag absolute con man terrible person and he basically now this is funny because i could care less about football i could care less i don't care about football and um this man basically like 
invented a fake high school to be able to compete in sports or something and they end up on ESPN and get exposed but just like the way he absolutely wronged all these kids and like promised them the world and scholarships and college and everything and now you've got like this kid sobbing like talking about how he can't even provide for his mom because he thought that football was gonna like solve all his problems slay I just got a I just got a leave request approved so that's pretty slay um yeah it was sad it was interesting um that's everything I watched this week and you know I haven't really watched any shows what was I gonna say oh you guys um I discovered this last night so I'll share it really fast so for years you guys know ASMR is like super duper hot it's very popular and a lot of people are like oh my god yes the tinglies I get the tinglies and I'm like what are y'all talking about like I do not cannot relate tell me how I've discovered ASMR scalp massages oh my god I feel those tinglies now I I just need to go pay for an actual scalp massage I think that my body would transcend or my soul would transcend my body like I just float off into space it would be incredible um so let's get into some songs let's do uh crying by Bjork let's do gone by Charlie XCX and let her go by strawberry switchblade let's do hot wind blows by tyler the creator oh here's one from the great gatsby movie together by the xx and lastly let's do let me get one good one honda by fka twigs and there you have it you guys i did it i did the solo episode (laughs) um i carried i absolutely slayed you guys be nice to me or else i will never do this again (laughs) but it was fun thanks for listening um you can follow the podcast at haters film club and you can find me and only me gabby will be getting no promo this episode you can find me on instagram and letterboxd at chloe underscore r mercier and you know what We'll see you next week, you guys. Um, Thanks. Bye-bye.